Hello and welcome to another episode of Ren Presents the Beacon. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode. Um, we're here today to talk about different issues that we face with our families. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about why we're here today. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here today to talk about some of the issues that we faced growing up and how we were able to overcome them. And I'm here joined by my guest, Audrey, today. Um, welcome, Audrey. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure. And I'm actually really happy that you took the time out of your, your day, your life to join us because it just seems so natural. The conversations that we're having, mm-hmm. it seems like there's no inhibition and there's no reason for us to be scared to talk about these things yeah and um we're here to talk about some family issues that you were experiencing before right yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i'm open about them okay (laughs) beautiful um that's actually a beautiful thing because for me growing up or for certain people like they don't like to talk about their own personal issues Mm -hmm. you know they feel like for whatever reason it's easier to sweep these things under the rug and Forget about them entirely, you know, mm-hmm. and that does cause you issues or concerns in the future because it'll come up as character issues down oh, the yeah. line. And I mean, that's something that we're here to talk about today, where you had issues, I suppose, with your father, where you said that he wasn't emotionally there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think just growing up in an Asian household, there are fathers that are like emotionally detached. Mm-hmm. They're there for financial help. They're there for... I don't know, maybe all the handyman things, but everything else, it's like my mom. So in the beginning, I just remember far back in like sixth grade, I would lock myself in the room, not because I want to be alone, but just because I didn't get along with this guy. And just walking around the house felt so like I need to walk on eggshells and like be away from him. Um, it was that bad because that's the thing about being at home. You want to <clears throat> be comfortable in your own home. Exactly, that's your sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I knew he was like my dad, but I think com- conversely, we didn't have more than two sentences with each other. Mm-hmm. And when we do talk, oh my goodness, they're like we're butt heads, like left and right. He would say something, I get mad, or I'll say something, he'll react, and then, so that's as far as our conversation will go. So I think from sixth grade to maybe college, that's when I just, I don't know, I just felt like, I didn't resent him or anything, but I just felt like there's a disconnect. And I always had this idea that I can't get along with this guy. And then, um, so, you know, in my earlier adulthood, I see it projecting into myself being a very defensive and um, like a very strong-willed person. And yeah, I projected on to my partners and I would devote all this time to them. And um, what's that word? Looking for security, I think. But at the time, I only, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way. I just thought, oh my God, I am very strong. I am very aggressive. You, are, you have to remember like these things. You are strong. You still are relatively aggressive in a good way. You know, In a good way. In but a way. but before it was like in an unhealthy way. I, mm-hmm. I literally put people through, no offense, like through shit. And I'm forever kind of, I, I owe them a lifetime of apologies of like what I said to people. And now when I'm looking back on it, I'm like, you know what? People need to address family issues mm-hmm. and growing up asian american it's it's kind of like a real thing mm-hmm. and not everything is butterflies and blue skies every day so so i'm happy to share it's honestly a beautiful thing because thank you for sharing first and foremost um mm-hmm. just hearing your perspective 
about what you went through growing up. It's mm-hmm. something other people have gone through as well. And it's not something that we're able to openly talk about for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could have to do with pride or ego or just this want or need to remain under <clears throat> wraps and mm-hmm. seem like we're well put together. Because for the most part, I want to look like I'm presentable and well put together. Mm-hmm. I guess that fits into that whole Asian stereotype of being the model minority. Yes. In a sense, right? Mm-hmm. And once you actually like bring it down to brass tacks mm-hmm. and you're able to look past everything you've been through, mm-hmm. you're a survivor in a sense. You're a strong willed person. You were able to make it through something extremely difficult for you. Would you say that was extremely difficult? I might be paraphrasing too much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, when I was aggressive, it was not difficult because mm-hmm. I just kept hurting people left and right, whether or not it was just male figures or being afraid of someone who was older than me who was like who was authoritative yeah i was i don't know i I realized that if someone even a woman were to scold at me like a manager or something i would retract a little bit but externally i would feel um like defensive but like i I need i need to just not react but I'll take it in. I won't say anything. But internally, I'm like in fear. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to hit me. Oh my gosh, she's going to yell at me or something. Like, I just felt that way. And then at a certain point, I'm like, okay, that's not right to always fear authoritative figures. But at the point, I mean, at the time, I didn't know. And then, um, yeah, and even with like my partners, I would get kind of aggressive. I would like shove them or like sometimes I would break properties here and there, just like throw things. Um But I don't know. Right now, at this age, I feel like maybe those were immature reactions. Mm -hmm. But when I really look back on it, I'm not. I see like there's a period of time where I was very hyper focused on my partners. And I always blamed a lot of things that I went through because of that period of time. Not on the person, but like I went through a rough time with them. Mm -hmm. But the underlying issue is I needed the security from them. Because I'm lacking it at home. So when so, I... Say, for instance, um, the partner that you were with at the time yeah. didn't provide you with that necessary security that you were looking for. Would you lash out in some way? It's like I needed control. And it's mm. like... Control is not... It's, it's used in a bad way. And I see it now. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like a control freak. And if I were to get into an argument with someone... I would need to control the outcome of it. And even if I'm in the wrong, I would fight, 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 fight until I harass the crap out of them. And then they're like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're imposing your will on them. Yes, I know. <laughs> and it's so bad. It is really bad. Like now I'm looking at them like, damn, I was a fucking bully. And no one wants to be that. And then so now, you know, I'm, I've um, corrected my ways. It's really hard for me to get mad anymore or like be triggered. So... There is that contrast because now I've actually reached out to my dad and I try to talk to him. Oh, and yes. oh goodness, that. communication oh, is key. Holy shit. So me and my brother, we like came together. We're like, you know what? Our goal here is to have better family time. We don't want to just attend um, holidays or birthdays just because we want to go there to have a conversation with our parents we want to share our experiences we want to talk about politics or like even what's going on in our lives with them and whether or not they understand or not like we're still going to have this conversation so that conversation was tough everyone was crying 
No and way. Yeah, even, okay. Honestly, my brother's brawling out, but that's okay. It's okay, I, cry, dudes. It's okay. I know it's okay. It's <laughs> I love him. I love him. He honestly, I told him like, hey, I don't got this com- conversation. I know I will freaking cry, and I know I won't have any any. I can't steer it right. So my brother tried to have this conversation, have this template. And then every time he got off track, I just try to say like, hey, no, no. Every time my dad tried to um, stop us, like, in, like stop the conversation. He's like, you know, what? I'm going to watch he TV. To stop it? He'll oh, be just like trying to deflect the problem and run e- away from exactly. it? Exactly. Wow. He would deflect it. And he's like, you know what, guys? I had enough of this conversation. I'm going to watch TV. Guys, I'm going to turn it on. I'm turning it on. I'm turning it on. We were in the living room with like TV in front of us. So he would grab the remote control and we're like, no, no, dad. Like, we're not trying to hurt you right now we're just saying the facts but you know the outcome of this we're trying to communicate better so i want you to understand that this is how we feel and our end goal is to be better for each other we don't want to try i mean like we will continue trying but like let's say we go on a hike together and we want you to know that we're putting in effort we don't want you to feel like we're doing it to do it because it's different. If you understand that we're trying our best, you're then in your effort. Yeah, and you're giving him your full attention, as opposed to just being there, and not yeah. really being there. Because mm-hmm. people do that. Mm-hmm. Like for certain conversations that you have with people, or even text messages, mm-hmm. or texting communication via phones, you don't get that whole the whole nine yards. You don't yeah. get context. You don't get facial expressions and things of the sort. Mm-hmm. So when we have human human interactions, it's hard for us to remember how to actually be a fucking human and how to like mm-hmm. talk to people. Because he reacts. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, like you send a text message and people mm-hmm. may not reply till two hours later. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you don't even know the context. Like, are they angry? Are they happy? Are they sad? Like, did I upset them? Or are they like okay with what's happening? It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah. So that could be why or a part of the reason why. Yeah, yeah. So he felt a little attacked and he wanted to resist right away. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're not trying to hurt you. We're trying to just tell the facts. You know, we're trying to have more family time together. We want to have these conversations with you, whether or not it's good or bad. It should be open and free. So after that conversation, I felt... He received us a lot better and I would encourage everyone and anyone who has like maybe a distance between their family to at least try and to remind them that you're not trying to blame them. You're there for a better outcome after the conversation is over. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually really glad to hear you talk about that because that just shows it just show yourself as well that you were able to kind of end that generational curse that your family held yeah. being kind of toxic, mm-hmm. you know. And because of your willingness to stand up and your it was courage, hard. it was fucking hard. It was fucking hard. Like, you know? like it took me months to brace myself, and then my boyfriend was like, "Just do it." You know, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I was like, "What can happen?" You know, it is what it is. Our outcome is the way it is, but you wouldn't know until you try, and that is a example i oh my goodness yeah you wouldn't know until you try and the outcome is so much better i feel lifted i feel free and i'm willing to like send them texts like random texts whiskey oh whiskey is mad whiskey now is now is not the time whiskey whiskey now is not the time oh he's barking and i think that's awesome because there's times like i don't text certain people because I don't know their vibe. I don't know if, like, what I say to them will trigger them in some way. I don't know the context mm-hmm. of, like, their mood. So there's times I actually hold myself back from just sending a very simple text. Yeah. You know? And since you've um, 
gone through this trial, gone through the tribulation, and everything's much better now. Mm-hmm. How would you say your overall, um, I want to say mood, but the ambiance? Is that the right word? No, it's not. Um, I think the word is... The feeling when you speak to your family, when you send them that text. Just like oh, the overall like just, vibe, I guess. Just without pretend, no tension. I think that's the best word because, yeah, I think with, but during this time, like with COVID, I can, I always like, I'm like, oh, I got grandma her shot and I got grandpa their shot. Mom, have you gotten your shot? And I know my dad's not the one to be like, oh, I, he, he, he was like anti shots, anti vaccines. Oh I, I'm starting to get that way. And too. now I'm like, oh my God, well, I got to do it. I got to deal with you too, like again. So. Um, so yeah, it, it took a while for him to kind of ease up and like respond. And for the most part, I held up. Okay, I'm going to backtrack. Okay, for the most part, I held a grudge on him for not going to my high school graduation. And when he showed up for my college graduation, I was like, okay, this fool came out, came around. Okay. But he didn't show up for my brother's graduation. Then I threw a fit there. So, oh, did I? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I there's no re- okay maybe it's not resentment but more of a grudge. So my brother holds that too, and so when it came around to like my birthday, he said happy birthday to me through text, and I felt <gasps> I, I I know as as simple as that it made me feel so good, and um even just two weeks ago I put I I did like to me it's bold but whatever um. I posted on Facebook that I was doing a presentation for my work and I put my, I took a photo of my face. I did some texts and out of, I don't know, whatever, how many likes I got, I saw his and it was like one of the ones that, you know, pop up with the name and oh my God, it made me feel so good that he liked my post and it, it seems so subliminal right now, but to me, it means the world and I'm going to get choked up, but that's how it's you okay feel. You do, you I know. know. It's, it's good that you're talking about these things. Yeah, because right? these things are important to me, and people will take it for granted, really. We um, actually do. Yeah. Um, I've actually had that happen before, too, where it's difficult to be that person to, I guess, shine and be the little bit of light in someone's life, mm-hmm. be it with a good morning text or a good night text or, like, hey, good job. Like, I heard about the promotion. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, good job. Or not good job. I'm having a kid. Good job, guys. You did a great job. That kid is beautiful. <laughs> um, it's always tough. Like we feel like we, for whatever reason, don't want to put ourselves out there. Mm, like, mm-hmm. like society, social media. It's tough to say. Yeah. But. When someone actually does put themselves out there and it's someone that you really want to hear from, especially your dad, mm-hmm. it just shows you how important his approval is. Mm, yeah. And for the longest time, like, we've been dealing with not having their approval. We've been finding ways to cope and survive. Mm-hmm. And because of your exactly. like, courageousness, your strength to do so, mm-hmm. you're in a much better place now where you're having these little occurrences or instances happen that just bring happiness to you in your day yeah and that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for you and your brother having that very hard to have conversation yeah I, i'm thankful for my brother honestly in a family household you do need a support system and my support support and someone who saw like things eye to eye was my brother and crazy thing is we are a couple years apart mm. 
we had different kind of friends group. There are even the cultural friends, I would say, are different. But internally, mentally, we think very much the same, our internal dialogue. So every time I went to him for something, he's in support of it. Or every time he came to me for something, I'm in support of it. So this whole family... um intervention let's be real i think it was it really was oh god (laughs) yeah it really was and he really helped me through it like even though he's my little brother he like guided me and gave me the strength to go through with it and i'm very happy for him and i'm very happy that my parents are willing to listen and just listen and and understand what we're trying to say reading between the lines rather um yeah like going based off what i've been steering away from I realized that for a while, there would be times when I would kind of steamroll the conversation and impose my will mm-hmm. on people. It's I've hard. done the same thing, too. It could have to do with this stupid, like, super fragile male ego mm-hmm. where we're super egotistical and prideful. Um, we're going to actually have an episode about that sometime soon, about pride. Oh, yeah. But it's... Took- a lot of that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that. And it's okay to be prideful, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we'll talk about this more next time, but... You don't want to be or let it get to your head too much because then you start to hurt the people around you. Exactly. And that's the whole mantra in my mind, just like the thing that you should live by. Like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. Just don't hurt other people. That's the biggest thing in my mind. Like, Amen. if you're if you're hurting other people, then that's when something needs to change. I hurt um, enough people to change. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now because I was impulsive and I was very turbulent with my <clears throat> my personality. I would pretty much throw things and hurt friends and not verbally but physically because i think verbally i wasn't able to express a lot Mm. like couldn't put words together but physically holy i would break things and yeah not a really good place but until you realize and you have supportive friends around you telling you hey this isn't the right way to solve something you know i had my best friend tell me years and years saying you know what you're doing is not right you know i still love you i still care for you but but you're being a bitch (laughs) yeah but you're being crazy you're being psychotic those are the words okay i was okay yeah so i'm gonna admit it what was going through your mind when you heard your best friend say that i mean it's it's a while back so it's hard to remember yeah it was it was like more than five years ago but when she told me and repetitively assured me, like, hey, you know, I don't think, like, what did she say? She was just saying, hey, you know what happened last night? This happened with alcohol, okay? So every time I had alcohol, holy. Alcohol, goddamn it. It was, it was like, I, I became another person. I became the real person I've internally. Seen that on, on occasion. With me? Yes. <laughs> I mean, was i'm guilty yeah it was everything um we couldn't handle but because um, i'm little yeah so that's so what if it was me yeah doing things like that yeah i'm like a relatively big person if i, I were know. like say for instance lash out or do something kind of crazy it would be mm-hmm. hard to stop me exactly so yeah i didn't know I, I, like it was time and time again and i saw a pattern between me blacking out me drinking and me being really aggressively mean to someone that you know, it's not normal. It's not normal for someone with so much anger and in such a body. So I realized, you know what? I've heard enough people. I, I think this is a time to change. But there definitely was a turning point 
And after that, it's what, what's the uh, tipping point? If you don't want me asking, who? Um, if it's if it's a little sensitive, we don't have to talk about it. To be honest, um, it's I beat up a friend, a male friend. Mm. I'm a girl, okay. So being able, you, I think before I've had you hit me one or two times, like, <laughs> and it hurt. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. People are like, you're small, but you can throw a punch. I'm like, I'm sorry, and. Honestly, at the time, it was, like, cute and all. But to me, I was really throwing punches. Mm. But, yeah, it needed to change. So I mean, in hindsight, we did talk about how you wanted to do either jujitsu or kickboxing. <laughs> I think that would be a perfect <laughs> outlet for you to get to this energy. Because if you're energy? not doing what you do at well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I could. I really could. Yeah, but... At this point, it's just up to you whether or not you mm-hmm. want to spend the time and invest your time. Do I really want to kill someone? No, I'm kidding. No, Take that back. That's the thing. I... Toss them. It's okay. I think they say way sometimes, too. So it's okay. We'll talk about that off the podcast. <laughs> 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 but yeah, like, we, we use these different <clears throat> means to release excessive energy mm-hmm. so that we can go throughout the day as a normal person. Like, I did, mm-hmm. I did jiu-jitsu earlier today mm-hmm. where... I was able to take out that killer instinct by getting my ass kicked. Because I'm a big a killer. guy. Huh? Ricky's a killer. Yeah, I'm, I'm a killer if I want to be. But <laughs> uh, because of my size, yeah. and it's like the inverse where like because of my size. Yeah, I got to be up, go a little gentle. I had to be much more gentle. Mm-hmm. Where like I would get yelled at because of just my innate nature. Like I'm just going to sit down. I'm not going to think about how I sit down. But there's been times I sat down and broke chairs. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I broke in chairs on multiple occasions. <laughs> And it's super fucking embarrassing. And you never yeah. want to be that person in a super seven room where you sit down and you break a fucking chair. It's yeah. so embarrassing. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, guys, continue what you're doing. Let me yeah. just pack up this I did that. broken I'm, leg. I'm going to go now. Oh, God. <laughs> and I mean, the only thing you can do at that point is, you know, get yourself up, brush yourself off, say, hey, sorry, I'm leaving now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with my size... I had the excuse. I, like, I literally had the excuse to like just throw punches and people would just take them because what are they going to say? So, all you small girls out there, stop throwing punches, man. Don't do it. <laughs> or find a, another way to... Find a reason energy. why you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it ain't cute. <laughs> I'm not trying to be cute either. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier about mm-hmm. how you were doing these things. You were actually trying to throw these punches and... It was like as a way to release some of that pent up mm-hmm. um, frustration. Mm-hmm. Would you say? Did, um, it, did it help? Okay, so everyone needs to express themselves, right? Mm. And a lot of people express themselves through words. And I feel like I have a lack of words, so it gets really pent up, and it comes out physically. So you know, boxing came into play, or going to a gym, or doing sports, going on a hike, going on a walk. Um, even cooking, hand-eye coordination, like anything that's mindless, I can do that and it will release so much stress. So I'm more of a physical, I don't know, tactile person rather than verbal. So that's my way of releasing whatever is on my mind. I have to interject because mm. I understand that you feel that you're more physical, mm-hmm. but so am I. You know, and- How do you release? I mean, with jujitsu, with lifting mm-hmm. weights or running yeah, to my dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also the other side of the same coin where if you do want to better portray yourself mm-hmm. so that when you talk to people, people know who the fuck you are. Like, they know exactly what the hell mm-hmm. you bring to the table. That's yeah. 
you can have that happen, but you just have to spend time to read more and look up words. Because mm-hmm. that's where I started a few years ago when my dad was going through his whole sickness. Mm-hmm. I kind of put everything to the side, focused on my dad, mm-hmm. the house, my family, and myself. Mm-hmm. As opposed to giving up the best parts of myself for free, mm-hmm. I chose to instead put all of my time into myself. And I gotta tell you, like that's the best investment. Because yeah. I'm happy where I am now. Yeah. And I know where the fuck I'm going now. You have like a presence now, not just like the silly, giggly Ricky. Yeah, that's how I used to be. (laughs) Yeah, you would laugh at everything. You're so fun. But now you feel so, I I feel like you're so much more solid and assertive of your being. And it's nice. Yeah. And it takes time to get to this point. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all about earning your, I guess, your stripes. And that's how we put it um, at Honor Roll. We talk about earning like, whatever it is that we want. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned on a prior podcast how I want everything oh. in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that may be, like a household, my my kids, my mm-hmm. wife, my family to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. To get everything though, mm-hmm. I have to give everything. And this is like the whole law of equivalent exchange where if you want something, you have to give something in oh, yeah. return. Mm-hmm. I'm playing catch up too. But we are. We all we are. We really are. And I just feel like my days are just... I'm playing catch up with work. I'm playing catch up with trying better myself. I'm trying mm-hmm. to play catch up with like trying to invest in things. Mm-hmm. And, but for the most part, you should be present with how you feel and um, take breaths. So I totally get the whole like quote unquote catching up to the time that was spent doing whatever else or mentally somewhere else. Yeah. So you talk about how <clears throat> it's nice to take breaks and nice to like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a conversation, I want to say, I think two weeks ago, mm-hmm. where you were talking about how you have this over, I want to say overactive imagination, but you overthink things a lot when oh. you're stuck mm-hmm. in your head and you're filled with anxiety at times. Mm-hmm. And you're unsure of how to proceed. Oh, yeah. Uh, what brought you to that point? The lack of control of what you should be doing. So mm-hmm. once things um snowball and you let your priorities like okay let me just backtrack if you make a schedule for yourself and you don't complete it all and one day after another you're just having all these like things are catching up to you mm-hmm. i think that's what it was it was anxiety built up on projects i want to start things i want to complete and it got to a point where I had so many things that were priority and my brain just kept ping-ponging left and right. I was thinking, oh, should I do this first or should I do that first? Or should I take my dog out? Or something even like taking my dog out. It was like something very small, but I couldn't decide when I could do. (laughs) And oh my goodness. Like when you called me that day, I was at the kind of on a low point i was like dude ricky like i'll do this podcast with you but let me get my mind straight first let me just knock out all these things and like to a point where honestly i felt like i was tripping acid okay i'm the type that can't take acid <laughs> i know it fucks me up like oh my goodness so one time i want to tell you a small story one time i was at an event and I had to use the restroom. I was on acid. And my little wipes were in my backpack. And something as simple as wiping my ass, I was like, where should I turn my turn to my right side to get my wipes out of my backpack? Or should I turn my to my left Holy to get shit. my backpack? And I was questioning everything. And it's something so small. Like I'm like, what the fuck? 
What am I doing so, right now? Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just want to wipe my ass I just want to, outside. I just want to go back outside. <laughs> yeah, so that was that, that week. And you caught me at a really weird time where I was like questioning left and right. What should I do? How should I do it? How should I go about it? I'm like, oh my God, just stop thinking. And I try to sleep it off. The next day, same thing. I was like, should I start work at this time? Should I do... Should I prospect at this time? Should I? Oh, my God. It was just hell. But I'm glad once I silenced my mind and just started on one task. And then I guess one after another, you just start getting yourself back on your feet. Anyway, I, I sound mean, psychotic now, but. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> We're, to talk about it, you know? We're all yeah. psychotic in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned from reading um. That was so weird. Greek though. philosophy mm-hmm. is that madness or genius can't exist without a touch of madness. I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was that was something else. I was like, what the? Anyway, I've never experienced that before. Besides, on acid. Yeah, and that was that. <laughs> so, <laughs> going back to what we uh, just talked about. Um, I would really like to go over what you mentioned about the whole process of bringing yourself out of a bad place. Because you mentioned for a while it was tough. It was just overthinking, overplatting, and all of these things kind of hitting like a brick wall. Oh, yeah. And you were unable to figure out how to proceed. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned how I guess the best way for you to proceed was to just focus on one task and go from there. How are you able to decide or figure out how to proceed? Because it's never easy once we hit that wall, but somehow, some way, you were able to overcome the obstacle. And I kind of want to hear more about that. Okay. So on a typical day or week, um, I would kind of ground myself with kind of hand activities, whether that is cooking, cutting, cleaning, um, but for that particular day, nothing made sense to me. And I had this box of puzzle and I was, it's so silly cause I never have puzzles in my room, but, um, for Christmas I was gifted a puzzle and it was part of this whole thing with, from my boyfriend and I pulled that shit out and I thought, you know what? I need something that I cannot think. I do not have to make a decision on. So I pulled it out <clears throat> Sorted out, you know, all the ones that's, that were in the border. Sorted all the ones that were in the same color. And that was a very mindless task. All you had to do was just puzzle it together. And from that point on, I finished that thing in two days. And, okay, if you visualize it, it's it looks like a little psychopath kneeling on the floor, doing this puzzle thing by herself. No music, nothing. So, but honestly, I had to tell myself... You know, you are thinking way too much. You have to declutter whatever's in your mind, brain dump what you got to brain dump. And so luckily I had this puzzle in my room. And now when I network with people, I actually have this puzzle like framed up in my in my room to remind myself when you get to a certain point of just going berserk in your own head, you got to get out of it. What Whatever that may be that can center yourself and... To me, that day was puzzling, and on normal days, it is cleaning and cooking. So, yeah, something to get your mind off anything. And 
Like one thing I do want to touch upon is that you keep mentioning this whole idea of psychopath. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> you <know. laughs> okay you know what i shouldn't use that word it's really mean actually yeah, because it, re- it really is it's detrimental it towards is. your own mentality yeah okay. i should not use that word so we have to find a different word for you to Thank use you. for yourself you know like mm-hmm. um we had some off the air time where audrey and i were just kind of like talking chopping it up off the air mm-hmm. and you know what it is it's when uh, i don't know if it's upbringing but from my household to another household or even to just Asians in general at home, they say the meanest shit. I don't know why. Like, how do they come up with this shit? Sometimes, sometimes it's really, really, it's fucked, really, up. really, it's really fucked, fucked up. up. Like, I walk in the house and they're like, you got big, girl. I'm like, what the fuck? You didn't even say hi first. So there's body shaming. There is like all these other words that come out. So, okay, I'm going to go off topic because... Me and my... Oh, hello. I'm sorry. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm i going to go off topic because mm-hmm. me and my uh, good friend, her name's Stephanie, we talked about like having a kid and how we're going to teach them Cantonese. And I, I think to myself, the words I know in Cantonese, and they're all mean. Like, they come off like... Uh, just how you greet each other or how you say something. Oh, like, how do you say, um, uh, like, when you explain to a kid, they, hi, holy, what do they say? Sorry, I'm stuttering here. It's okay. I mean, what does it, uh, what does it mean, though? Like, they'll, they'll compliment a kid saying they're, they're cute, but wow. then, but then the literal transit, translation is, oh, yeah, so it really means like, oh, you're kind of, dumb what the fuck <laughs> yeah but like but but then my my tone is like oh you got so like oh what a dumbass right here but but my tone is so cute right it's like it kind of mentally fucks you up it's, it's, so, it's like it doesn't make sense to me yeah or, or like oh, <laughs> and then so that is like you are a bad child like but you're saying it as um, something cute, something or cute. Something you would say to a kid so they don't kind of like berate you for saying something mean to a kid, right? Yeah. So kind of, okay, think about mentally, the language is fucked up. <laughs> that's like I'm saying to you, yeah. like, hey, you're such a cute little piece of shit. You're the cutest little <laughs> piece of shit. That's, that's a literal translation. <laughs> we were to talk about it in English. Exactly. And, exactly. Oh so so sometimes I would describe things like, oh, she, I'm a psychopath or, or blah, blah, blah. So to me, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have as much weight but when i talk to my boyfriend or if i have that same language with my boyfriend he's not from my asian household so when he hears these things he's like can you not use that word it doesn't you're not that or you're not dumb or you're not that you're saying and to me it's like oh i play it off because that's oh sorry that's the playful language that i grew up with so Literal translation. So right now, I'm more sensitive to certain words I use. But when I get happy or I'm excited for things, like the natural language comes back out. And I start describing shit as shit. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a great thing. You know, like we're talking more about our heritage, our culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because I had a conversation with one of my friends, um, Nick. We Mm -hmm. had um, a conversation at 
I can't remember for the life of me, but mm -hmm. we had a conversation about heritage and how he knows, like, for Indonesian culture, mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, Indonesian Muslims. There's also yeah. Catholic people and things of the sort. <laughs> it made me really happy to hear him talking about this stuff so openly. And he had so much, like, wisdom and knowledge about his culture. And that's the thing about your culture that you can bring to the table, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like every That's... Cantonese phrase that was passed on, or I can reiterate, mm -hmm. I repeat, they're all kind of, kind of like detrimental, yeah, bad for your mental health. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's not cute. It's not nice. The literal word translation is, it's not. It's not that healthy it's not, it's for you. Healthy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Back to like language and teaching someone. Do I want to teach the same thing I was taught? right now of course not so you know there's you can't a teach it though you can but, how, but you need how to you learn up. you need to learn the right language mm. the right slangs and not use the you're a weirdo to a kid mm. oh you're you're a little piece of you're a little dumb-dumb oh, yeah. dumb -dumb. you're so dumb you're so yeah, dumb yeah <laughs> so I'm like, oh damn i really need to correct the way i say things so now I catch myself correcting my mom when she mm -hmm. describes certain things. I'm like, mom, I don't think you actually mean what you say, but this should be the correct way. And this is another important um, facet of life because mm -hmm. even though you may be older or you may be younger, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that someone in your life can teach you something new. Oh, yeah. Like how you mentioned with your brother, how your brother may be younger, but he also taught you a lot of stuff about yourself. And exactly. Kind of educated you in some sense. Mm -hmm. That's where kind of pride and ego come into play where... If you let it take hold of you, mm -hmm. then when people tell you genuine like, information, like where they're coming from, how they actually mm -hmm. feel, you won't fucking listen. And that's yeah. the downfall of yeah, our exactly. race. Yeah, so I think, or I know, actually, mm -hmm. the solution to self-healing and to know that you're at fault is to really listen to people who are around you, who are your support group. And whatever they say to you, Take a second to kind of listen to what they're saying and and don't think that they're attacking you, but really they're trying to help you. Um, on top of that is you can be wrong. You have to accept that you are wrong from 99% of the time, I'm going to say, that you're wrong and it's okay to be wrong and to accept that you're wrong, accept that you are insecure or not confident in certain areas and once you have that grasp of yourself and you see, hey, you know what? I have a roadmap to to stick to and try to correct myself, my old habits and be present with myself. You become so much more happier in life. And because you're owning up to who you are and you're taking control of what controls you. And rather than reacting, you know that you're in a better place now. You're not reacting no more. You're not hurting nobody on accident. It's like, you know, you make the right choices. Yeah. So despite the past, I feel in a happier place now. Definitely. Because you've earned it. Yeah. You've earned it. And I've hurt enough people. <laughs> <laughs> We've all, we all have those. I'm sorry. So, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay. No. All jokes aside, I'm sincerely. really, really sorry. I'm sincerely sorry. But Cheers just, to that. Yeah, just owning up to your flaws really takes a lot out of you. And not to hide behind a facade. Yeah, it takes a lot, guys.
And we can talk more about courage, but mm. let's be real. Um, in the present moment, you were able to talk openly about some of the demons that you were battling from a very young age, which takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And the reason why what we're doing here today is so important is because there's someone else out there who's dealing with similar situations mm -hmm. like you did when you were younger. Mm -hmm. You have this like worldly wisdom that you can pass on to the other people that come after you, to anyone that may listen to this podcast that they can take away. Mm -hmm. They can learn things from what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And it's this sense of, I want to say responsibility, but... Yeah. Would you say responsibility? Yeah, responsibility. And taking the time to listen to what people have to say. Because if you're mad, you know, you're in your own world. But if you can be present with yourself, know that you respect someone else and their opinion, you will pause and you'll listen to the words that they're saying and what they're trying to communicate with you rather than... I'm mad, so I'm going to break these things. I'm going to throw these tantrums, and I'm going to be so immature and hurt people's feelings because once you put a nail into a wall, that hole is still there. No matter how you patch it up, you take out the nail, take back your words, whatever, that hole is still there. So for the most part, you know, listening, and if you hear different people telling you the same thing, it must be a pattern that you are it's probably true. It might be yeah. true, to be honest. So you got to pause and uh -huh. listen to yourself. Hey, you know what? I'm doing something wrong. I got to correct it. How? If you don't know how, find help. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. friends out there that are willing to mm -hmm. listen to you. You just got to ask whether or not they have time. Mm -hmm. And I told Audrey a bit earlier how if she does need help, for instance, just call me. Like I'm one phone call away. Mm -hmm. If I don't have the time to talk to you, I'll tell you. Like maybe we can get it in the next day or the day yeah. after. Maybe we can catch dinner and just talk about what's happening with you. Yeah. To so make sure that your mental health is okay. Because yeah, self care is really important because mm. I feel like everyone's in the rhythm of work and whatever. Uh, responsibilities that they had to cover so it's hard to reach out until you time block self-care and whether that is reaching out to people putting a face mask on or i don't know what you do but put that time aside we all have different ways of self-care like mm -hmm. for me self-care is not talking to anybody my self-care <laughs> is me sitting on that goddamn couch right uh -huh. there watching movies and like just eating food and relaxing, oh. drinking wine mm -hmm. drinking water just like having a good time to myself mm -hmm. you know um yeah everyone has it differently too yeah and mm -hmm. it's also walking my dog because you know like when i walk my dog mm -hmm. i harness him up mm -hmm. i take my longboard and i just have him pull me or i skate alongside him mm -hmm. and it's honestly like the most beautiful just beautiful beautiful so beautiful <laughs> so beautiful it's so beautiful, <laughs> it's, so beautiful. <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing guys <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, but I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, going back to just like self care. Um, mm -hmm. what are some things that you do in regards to self care and self love? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I got you. Hell yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <you>. Okay. <laughs> you can talk about how the puzzle was in one regard or another a oh, yeah. way of self care. Okay, self-care. Hmm. And this is kind of like a wake-up call to you, Audrey, that you may not fuck be doing off. enough self-care. <laughs> tell me to fuck off all you want. I'm not going to fuck <laughs> off. I'm kidding. I know, I know. Um, self-care, huh? Mm. Let's see. Honestly, with COVID, I don't even care how I look. 
and I don't care about all these things because it's not, I'm not doing it for nobody. So I'm just literally in my PJs all day long. You're doing it for yourself. <sighs> That's true. <clears throat> Let's see. Self-care. I go on walks. It's about 40 minutes, 45 minutes because I did this challenge. It's called 75 hard. Every day you're supposed to. I think I have another friend doing it. Oh, for real? I think so. 75 hard? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you share it with me after? Because I think I have another friend, Andy. Okay. Who's actually doing it with his girlfriend, Wendy. Okay. Yeah. And it's tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't really delve more into that that whole challenge. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to dive into it? Well, not. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. So, my boyfriend brought it up. He's like, oh, I want to do the 75 hard thing. And... I was like, okay, so what 75 hard consists of is two exercises. One has to be outdoors. Both of them have to be 45 minutes each. You have to take a progress photo of yourself every day. Uh, You got to read 10 pages of self-development books and drink a gallon of water. And uh, on top of that, no alcohol, no drugs, of course. So 75 days was that. And what was tough about it for me it was not the physical aspect part where you got to work out, but it was the diet. Oh, my goodness. It was the <laughs> diet. I wanted Hot Cheetos, everything, chocolate chip cookies. What's your go-to diet? Uh, not diet food. What's your go-to guilty food? Chocolate chips, cookies, or Hot Cheetos, oh or God. cake. Like, those three things. Oh, oh my God. God. The first two weeks, I was just angry. I was so angry. Oh, we had to stick to a diet. That's like, I guess, a six point. Stick to a diet. So our diet plan was no processed food. And yeah, no processed food. So I would consider fried food processed noodles, mm. like Asian noodles as processed because mm. it's not, it's whole form. Natural. Yeah. So it was really difficult. And until I found my why, then I could have, then I was able to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. And wait, you said your why, my like why. why you would do it, why I would do it because okay, okay. I failed within two weeks the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. first two weeks, I had a chocolate chip cookie because it looked fucking good. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, how good did that cookie look though? Like, real tasty, real tough. Honestly, it looked all right, it looked all right. It wasn't like from somewhere I want, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I love chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> so I'm gonna. Okay, monster cookie, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, what was next? It was another cookie, chocolate chip again. Um, it was Christmas. So, okay. Honestly, the dumbest time to do this damn challenge is December or November, but I started in December. Is that, is that cookie season? season? It, was, it sounds like cookie It was season, everything season, man. My birthday's in January and my boyfriend's birthday is in February. I'm like, perfect time. It was so dumb. Anyway, never do it around your birthday. You'll regret it. So, yeah, I got like fucking avocados and apples yeah. for my per- my birthday present <laughs> because people were trying to respect this challenge. I would have dead ass got you cookies, huh? Like I know it's it's sad to say, but I would have dead ass gotten you cookies because it's your birthday. This is when you're supposed yeah. to fucking treat yourself. Exactly. I got fucking apples. Fuck that. I'll buy you some cookies next time. Oh, bro. thank you. Chocolate I chip. You, no, I got you. Okay, not even mac and macadamia nuts. Straight okay. up chocolate chip. I know. Yeah. Thin, I crispy, you. soft. I'm gonna talk to some people now. <laughs> You got the plug for the cookie plug. Okay, sorry. Send me five hard. Concentrate. Um, yeah, so it wasn't the physical part. That's fine. But staying consistent and being mentally tough with yourself, saying no to your desires, your wants, your needs, 
that was hard. And I knew I waver a lot with what I want to do. So until this challenge came along and until I read the dang book, the book sounded, the book, the author sounded like an asshole. He sounded like a drill sergeant. And I was like, what was his name? Hard to say, huh? Drill Sergeant Mr. Asshole? Was that no, no, it was like, it was your close. It's Andy <laughs> Fitzgerald? I don't know. Andy Fitzgerald. <laughs> F something. Andy F something. That sounds really familiar for some reason. Yeah. And mm. like, I understood, I read in between the lines, I understood his meaning for it. And to me, mental toughness was my why. I had to tough it out. I had to stay consistent because I lack consistency with my schedule. That's why I plan so much. Um, but yeah, it really helped. And honestly, the last two weeks, my 75 heart ended on March 15. Mm-hmm. So it's been 10 days. And I I fucking ate four times Korean barbecue within a week. Okay. <laughs> um, but oh, no, man. the valuable lesson I got out of it was really mental toughness and really sticking to your words and completing it through other people can be physical results and yeah so take on a challenge from time to time it's covid and you got nothing else to do exactly Mm -hmm. and honestly doing different challenges it challenges you to try different recipes try different ways of fulfilling that 45 minute exercise you gotta do so you know just out of the box gotta be creative and just have fun with it. And that's yeah. the thing. Like for this diet, would you mm-hmm. say that you've been having fun with it? Oh, I did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go keto. I tried because it was kind of like not not processed, but that didn't really work. And then I tried to not have carbs and where I was good. I was really good for a good while until bread got reintroduced to the process. It was like Dave's killer bread, which is the healthiest, I think it's the healthiest bread. So I was like, you know what? Bread won't hurt, <clears throat> but your girl loves peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So Damn. once that bread came through, I fucking just slattered oh, that shit. It, right? Yeah, it went heavy. And uh, yeah, that, that it went downhill from there. I mean, it's so healthy. I brought like the healthiest peanut butter, just peanut, maybe salt as an ingredient. And that was it. Uh, we are going way off topic, no, but is, this is what the podcast is yeah. about. It's just us to like have conversation and mm-hmm. talk to one another. You know, we already yeah. remember some of the stuff that we're gonna have as the main topic, but mm-hmm. I guess the general topic is humaneness. That's what red means. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you haven't gotten a chance to read up what what red means, yeah. it's just um the outward expression that we have when we express emotions for our children. And I love kids because mm-hmm. kids are so innocent. Like for me, yeah. If I had, like, a different person there for me growing up as a kid, then who knows? Maybe I'd be in a different place entirely. Yeah. And that's what the whole podcast is going to be about, humaneness. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, like, just hearing you talk about peanut butter and bread, like, that's fine. I fucking love peanut butter. I know, I fucking love peanut butter, too. Like, there's, there's, I did ask have um, protein bars on my table now. I just had one. they're fucking peanut butter, nuts, chocolate. Oh, my God, it's the best. I had one before I got here. And I didn't throw away, I mean, I. I finished all my bread, but peanut butter is still there. <laughs> you, okay, sometimes I'm the kind of person that would actually like go to the fridge like at 12 or 1 in the morning mm-hmm. to find a snack. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just grab a, a scoop of peanut butter. 
a scoop of peanut butter and that, coated salad. That is horrible. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I don't feel bad it. about it. I don't feel ah! bad about it at all. <laughs> yeah, mine, uh, I had I had some peanut butter. I had two. One, one of them was protein bar and another one was some healthy ass peanut butter snack candy. Sounds Whew. odd. Huh? Was it good? It was good, actually. I mean, it wasn't sweet. So, you know, Asians I mean, don't like being sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be sweet anyways. But, yeah, I love peanut butter. Fuck <laughs> 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 And yeah. see, like, that's a, the other thing about what's happening right now with this conversation. You know, like, you're just opening up and being human. You're telling me about yourself and I'm telling you about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crucial for us to, like, kind of get a better understanding of who we are as people Mm because to this day i still don't really fully grasp who the fuck i am and i know where i want to go yeah i know where i want to go and i know Mm -hmm. my direction Mm -hmm. but there's always going to be like what enter yeah what ifs Mm -hmm. interchangeable parts and things that we can adjust to become better people yeah and just like hearing you talk about these things, it just makes me happy because you may not think that it's important Mm -hmm. and in a sense it's not but we're sharing the time, the energy, the effort mm-hmm. to have this conversation. So yeah. I'm not going to like swat you down and be like, oh, this doesn't matter to me. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are as people. That's not what humaneness is all about. Yeah. So I'm a peanut butter addict. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I almost lost my train of thought, but uh, I want to ask. Um, okay. You look fine. You look very healthy. Yes. You started this challenge as a way to obviously challenge yourself. Mentally, it, yeah. Mentally, yes. So, I mean, in regards to like your physical, the way you look physically, do you have anything that you would like to improve upon? or? Uh, continue being mentally strong for oh, yourself. So it's more of a mental thing yeah, at this point. Because I found my why, and that's what I stuck to. Because it made sense to me. Uh, physical appearance, eh, it didn't really make sense to me just because... I don't know. I don't really pay too much attention to it, so it it didn't weigh as much. But mentally, I knew I needed structure, and this challenge somehow gave me structure, and I agreed with it, so I went with it. And until I literally, until I found my why, that's where the day I said, you know what, let's go, let's do this. And it took me, I failed twice. It was two cookies that made me fail. And <laughs> until I didn't, until I failed those, until I found out why, then I stuck with it till the end. Yeah. yeah. So do you feel like your weakness might be cookies? I think it is cookies. It's mm. your favorite snack bird. Yeah, it's like chocolate chip cookies, like really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was shocked. I turned down cake. I turned down like fried chicken. I I turned down so many things. Let's even- not talk about fried chicken now because all this time you've been talking about food. Yeah. Like Korean barbecue. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. I had that four tomorrow. times. I know. Oh my God. Like, And know? I was like the first to eat last to finish because. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. That's like the Asian way of making the best use of your money. Oh, for real. <laughs> I was I was like grill master. I was like, you want this? You want that? I'm going to take some shit for myself. Just a little bit. Yeah, for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was good. I think. People can take the challenge if they have the time to, but really it it covers all your bases because, yeah, you need to drink a gallon of water every day. Uh, for me, that's easy, but for someone to of me your stature, easy, oh, really? Yeah, I chug that. I can chug that in, mm, I would say, two hours. 
Really? Yeah, because some days I'm out of the house and I'm, mm. I'm like, fuck, I got my gallon of water finished and I just chug, chug, chug. I let it sit for a while. I just chug some more and I go use the bathroom. But I understand some people will just sip on water. Mm. So yeah, that part was e- easy for me. But finding time to chug all your water before bed because you got to go pee, mm. right? So it's time management and staying focused on a personal development book for 75 days kind of hard because honestly my book was obama his his um recent book shoot it's okay we don't remember it was 700 pages of his voice and i forgot forgot. anyway was there like a downside to reading the book by obama no 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 it was no downside but because you're reading about personal development it's nothing it's not not to say it's not exciting, but compared to a fictional book, then you know a fictional has a venture, a storyline that you can follow up with. But every day it's like you should be some a certain way, or you should try this, or this is what's motivating. You know, it gets kind of hard over time. But I was reading about politics. Oh god, <laughs> and politics can be kind of heavy at times. Yeah. So. Maybe you didn't pick the best book. Yeah, possibly. So I have a yeah. book for you if you'd be willing to. Uh, what is it? Take it. There's seven habits of highly developed people. I don't know if that's the right name for the. I book. don't think that's the right name. I don't think, that's I the think right it's name. seven habits of. Uh... Shoot, highly I effective people. Yes, yes. There we yes, go. Highly like, developed. I'm like highly <laughs> healthy. Um. <laughs> yeah. So there's that, and then what else is there? Take a progress picture of yourself every day. I look the same, to be honest. Cause, yeah, but yeah, it, it taught you time management, mental toughness, and physical discipline, to be mm. honest with you. Yeah, so it covered a lot of your bases, too. Can you say that one more time for me? Physical. Mental toughness. Mm-hmm. And. Physical capability. No. I forgot. It kind of ties into what I mentioned a while back, and it's nice to hear you say that because I have this idea that I got from God knows where. Okay. Um, if your mind, your body, and your soul soul are working in conjunction with mm-hmm. one another, yeah, then that's when you're able to much more easily find peace. Mm, and that's I hundred percent agree for. with that. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. You know? So if that's the case, and there's times you may find yourself. Um, I guess I want to say suffering. <coughs> that's a yeah. Sorry, that's a heavy word. Struggling, struggling. To find, yeah, yeah, to find that peace. Mm-hmm. Then always reference back to what you've learned up until this point. Mm-hmm. And if you find yourself lost for whatever reason, you can always hit me up. You can always hit up your friends and call them and say, yeah. "Oh, I'm not in the best of mind states right now. Like, would you have some time to talk to me?" Because mm-hmm. That's what I do now. Yeah. Whenever I'm driving home. And that's the perfect time to call someone. Like, it is. Driving home. Because you can make the best use of your time just driving home. Hey, you got time to talk? No time? Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to you next time. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> next. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you reached out and yeah. they know that you reached out to them. Because at the end of the day, there's, okay, there's a lot of books I've read. Um, I think there's a book, a, a Japanese book called mm. Man- Manchiko is like a gambling. the The word is gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
pretty much if you are not true to yourself you have no control of your life so if you're hiding behind a facade or you're trying to be someone you're not or just trying to put out front you're never going to live the life that you want to be you're never going to be happy you're never going to be happy you're never going to be free i felt that recently yeah and uh so i guess to wrap it up it's i'm trying to say is know yourself silence all the noise get in tune with what you want communicate what you want and go to go towards what you want rather than what your parents want what your friends want the judgment that you have on yourself like be true to yourself and and, and you'll be more happy and more fulfilled easily it's not it's not that hard guys we say that it's not that hard, but some people haven't taken the time to work on themselves. So because it's hard because there's a lot it's of hard. distraction, and even to this there's day, it's hard so for me. So much temptation! Holy oh my god! Yes. Like you want to chill with your friends or you want to do this? It's it's so hard to say no, and and I get it because it's hard for me right now to even be truly myself without any, um, I don't know, judgment on my own mm. self. Because I judge, okay, oh my god, I hella judge myself so hard. <laughs> and you just gotta let that go. It sounds so easy, but okay, you know what? It's hard, guys. I it's, take it's it back. It's very hard, it's but fucking hard. if you want to join us for another episode um, mm-hmm. sometime in the near future, then we can always talk about letting some of that stuff go, the self-judgment, mm-hmm. the self-criticism. I'm working on that right now because it sounds easy, but yeah. It's fucking hard. Like, sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's easy, so it really <laughs> depends on the day. <laughs> It really does. I'm going to wake up and tell myself I'm a fucking bad bitch. You're a baddest. You're the baddest bitch. bitch. And that's what you got to own. But sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm kind of bad today. I'm all right. I'm kind of bad. I'm all right. I'm cool. I'm silly. You know, I'm going to be a softie today. You know, walk all over me. No, no one will say that. So, uh, yeah, really just, you know what people say? They say meditate. It's so hard because. Oh my god, I was actually talking to someone recently about the whole idea of meditation. Mm -hmm. And there's different ways um, to approach meditation. Uh, I can never get there. When it comes down to it, there's different ways. And Mm -hmm. for certain people, what works for them is they allow their mind to gravitate towards whatever it is that they're going to think about naturally. And you just kind of like let the overthinking, overplanning just overactive imagination run its course and that's how you know oh this is who i am as a person and there's also the next level where you get a little bit more in tune with who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and you do what you can to provide some aspect of control over who it is or what it is that you're thinking about and it takes time it Mm -hmm. definitely takes time yeah you know that's the biggest thing about it if you continue to do it every day for 10 15 minutes then You'll get there in time, but mm-hmm. it's dedication to yourself. It's you investing in yourself to the point where. What if I want to do everything? <laughs> of course. When I'm meditating or when I think I am, I'm like, I can, I can fuck this world. <laughs> you really can, but if that's the way that you think, uh, then what do you need to do to get to that point where yeah. you can do everything you want, everything so you'll give everything? Yeah. Do everything you want, everything so you'll give everything. And we've actually gone over a lot of topic material for today. So I would like to ask you, Audrey, would you be willing to join us for another episode sometime in the next week or so? Next week? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Whenever really, you have time. This is fun. Yeah, I 
felt that we were very open and we covered a lot of different type of topics off <laughs> off mic and on mic. So yeah, I'm free next week. Okay, we'll something we'll solidify something over the um, next week to come. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you know, but I just got to tell you, for the people, not just myself, but for everyone else out there that's listening, mm-hmm. you're providing words of wisdom, and am I really? You really are. Oh, okay. You really are. You okay. know, and it's something that you have to kind of understand and grasp as time goes on. Yeah, I can't take compliments, so. Yeah, we talked about that. But <laughs> no, I'm working on it. Yeah, we're working on these things together. I'm queen wisdom right queen here. Wisdom. <laughs> Ooh, queen wisdom. Queen <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> and it's something that we're going to work on together, okay? Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all that we have for today. If you'd like to join us for another episode, we'll have one next week i have another episode lined up for tomorrow friday okay. with lawrence we're gonna end, we're actually gonna be talking about pride which Everyone's is a really big thing yeah yeah it's hard to tackle it really is mm-hmm. and it's also kind of terrifying because i agree we don't want to admit that we have pride but Everyone we, we do pride. everybody has some kind of pride yeah. one way or another they really yeah so thank you Aji, for joining us on another episode of ren presents the beacon um do you happen to have any closing remarks by chance uh yeah just be yourself silence the noise and know who you are internally and just go with it like really really listen to yourself it may be hard but you'll get there Mm -hmm. in due time with everyone's help We'll get that together, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>